just wanna sit back and enjoy the sunset Watch the sunrise and build a better life For ourselves and the ones coming next, yeah I bet that we get there Cause we ain't never gonna stop This is more than a squad I love every last one of y'all For helping me reach my dreams Take my hand and come along If you wanna be free like me Yeah If you wanna be free like me Welcome to the Squad Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Squad Talk Podcast. Here we go. He's the host of the show. In one, two, three, four. Good morning, my fellow patriots, and welcome to another episode of the Squad Talk Podcast, helping you get along in a crazy world. I am your host, Dakota Monroe, and today is Monday, June 13th. So, Big eventful weekend, you notice there wasn't a Saturday free talk episode, and Friday's episode got uploaded late in the evening on Saturday. Uh, I, yeah, there, there's there been a whole lot going on with work, a whole lot going on with scheduling, and I do apologize for that affecting with the, the uploads for the show. I'm trying to figure out a schedule where it's not an issue, and everything kind of just melts together really smooth and really nice. Not quite there just yet, though. But I think I think I, I've got a solution, uh, and, and I'm going to be implementing it this week, and and we'll see how it goes. Um, so right off the bat, for anybody wondering, because I have gotten some questions, my wife, my beautiful, amazing wife, is starting her new job tomorrow. She's starting her new job tomorrow at 9:30 in the morning, and she is very excited for it, and so am I, because now we're finally going to have schedules that line up. We're going to be off around the same time. Going to I'll be going to work before her, but that's okay. Uh, that gives her a chance to go to the gym because she's been wanting to get back to the gym. So it works out perfect for her on that. And uh, we have weekends off together for the most part. I, I work some weekends and she'll occasionally have to. But it'll give us more time to, to spend together and we're really looking forward to that. We've been missing each other quite a bit. Um, you're going to notice that the sponsor in the last episode, in this episode, or the sponsor break or ad- advertisement or whatever you want to call it, um, that, that came before the episode. And that is because I, I got a few suggestions, uh, from, from some of you awesome listeners saying, Hey, I would rather hear the, the sponsor segment before the episode. So that's where we're going to try putting it. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see what happens with it. And yeah, if it goes well, if it flies well, and, 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 uh, that, that seems to help with listen time and things like that, we might keep it that way. Um, another thing is no Hank or quote of the day in this episode. So I got a few suggestions saying a few different things about this. And, and some of them were saying they want, they just wanted to hear Hank in the Saturday free talk when it, it's kind of a lighter episode because they feel like Hank takes away a little bit from the, the message I'm trying to, to put out into the world whenever I, I do a full episode. Um, and then the, a similar thing with the, the quote of the day, some, Really, a few people said they didn't like it. Now, I've gotten a lot of overwhelming, uh, uh, or, or I, I've gotten rather, I've gotten an overwhelming amount of support for those two segments, but uh, I have noticed my, my listen times aren't quite where I want them to be. So we're going to test this out and, and, and see how it works out. If, if it works good, then we might keep it that way. If not, then I'll, I'll find a way to balance it. Um, and if it doesn't change anything, then I will bring Hank and the daily quotes back full force. So for right now, the way I'm going to be doing it is I'm going to be doing Monday and Friday episodes without Hank or daily quote. 
and then or your quote of the day rather and then wednesday and saturday episodes will have hank and, and quote of the day um we are going to be doing a question of the day still because nobody said anything about that if you have any suggestions though feel free to send them in we we want to hear what you guys or we want we want you guys to tell us how you want us to put this content in front of you uh just tell us how you want to absorb it and what you're liking about it what you're not liking about it and so on and so forth that way we can grow and get better and and build and go through this entire process like that uh the website should be set up and ready for full release within the next 60 days i do believe maybe sooner maybe a little longer uh, if we're lucky, it'll be done in the next month or less and good to go. We'll have our members area and, and our forums and, and our social media side of stuff and everything else set up and, and it'll be good to go. It's just going to kind of depend on on when I'm able to get what I need to, to over to the person who's building the website for me now. Um, so that's kind of where everything is. And since we don't have uh, Hank, or we're, and we're not doing a quote of the uh, a quote of the day, we don't really have anything else to do other than a sponsor break. But oh wait, we already did that, so we're good to go. So we're just going to jump right into this episode. And I'm calling this episode "Communication is Key." So it sounds like one of my dogs is trying to get in to the room. I don't think he realizes you can't come in. You got to stay your ass out there. Uh, <laughs> So communication is key, and we're kind of just taking a overall look into into the principles I think are necessary for effective and clear communication. So jumping right into today's episodes, let's or today's episode. Let's talk about how to communicate. Why is communication important? That is that is a good question to ask. It's a very important thing to identify. So without effective and clear communication. You can have all kinds of simple misunderstandings in your day-to-day life, right? And that can be really frustrating and really annoying. For example, one one thing that happened today with me and my wife, we went to go look at a property. My wife was getting off her last day from, uh, today is Sunday when I'm recording this, by the way, but she's getting off work her last day from her current job or her former job now. And, and I called her, I was like, hey, you want to just meet me at the house? And what I meant was, do you want to meet me at where we live now? She thought I meant, do you want to just meet me at the house we're going to look at? And that was a failure on my part to clearly communicate. I just assumed that she understood what I meant and she agreed. So naturally I'm waiting at the house for her to show up. She sends me a text and says she's at the house and I'm like, no, you're not. And she's like, yeah, I am. I was like, oh, I know what happened. Yeah. So it, it happens. It's a thing. It's okay. No big deal. No harm, no foul. Right. So that's, that's one example of how it can be a small nuisance in your day-to-day life. But then let's take a look at bigger things. Let's take a look at, at more serious things. Okay. Let, let's take a look at, for example, relationships starting out. Now everybody kind of kind of alters themselves a little bit in the beginning of a relationship because we want the other person to like us. And that's okay. That's only natural. But the problem is, when we do that, we we lose that foundation of communication, okay? And and if we do that, well, now we're six months into this relationship, and you really like this person, but but they've got some things about them that you you kind of you're getting annoyed with, you're getting tired of, right? But you pretended to love those things 
whenever you first got together. So now you kind of feel like you have to keep loving those things or you don't know if you should really say you don't like those things anymore because you don't want to face that awkward situation. You're afraid of being uncomfortable. You're afraid of confrontation. You're afraid of breaking up, whatever. So that kind of puts a block on our ability to communicate and that only grows over time in a relationship. Okay. And when that happens, you end up getting to a place where the relationship ultimately, ultimately crashes and burns and it can't be saved anymore. So that's why, that's why, for example, in a relationship, clear and effective communication is key. And, and there's more on that we'll get to later. Uh, but just think, just keep that in mind. The, and, and mind you, these are just two examples of, of millions upon millions of, of po- possible scenarios, actual scenarios that people face every day in their, uh, in their, their journey of communication, we'll call it. So remember, why is it important, right? Why is communication important? Because without proper communication, things fuck up, things crash and burn. It, may, it just makes life harder. So if you're going to surround yourself with people, you need to be able to effectively and clearly communicate with those people. Now, what does it mean to effectively communicate? Well, effectively, this is simple. Effective communication comes down to this. Making sure you understand the person, making sure the other person understands you. And making sure you are clear about what you are saying and you don't you don't leave anything to the imagination. Okay. And granted, you can, you can leave things to the imagination when you're trying to be a tease and flirt with your significant other or somebody you're interested in or whatever you, you can leave a little bit to the imagination there. But when it comes to, to anything beyond playful banter, it needs to be made clear. It needs to be made clear straight to the point. Now I'm not saying be a dick. I'm not saying be disrespectful. I'm not saying be rude about anything, but don't beat around the bush. Don't, don't, Leave things in the air to wonder, okay? You need to get right to the point. You need to be forthcoming with all the information, all the opinions, all the ideas you have on whatever the issue is. I don't care if it's sliced bread or filing taxes or how to hide a body. Whatever you're doing with this person, you need to you need to be straight to the point, okay? That's, that's what effective... Uh, effective and, and clear communication means, or what I think it means anyways, what is the power of good communication? Well, let's break this down. Think about, think about some of the most inspirational people you've ever seen or ever heard of or, or anything. One thing most of these people had in common where they were able to communicate to their audience. Okay. And, Oh, wow. Excuse me. Oh, Sorry, don't know where that came from. Um, and, and so they're able to effectively communicate to their audience. And while it is a little bit different, you know, me, for example, me communicating to all of you, while that is a little bit different than me communicating with my wife, at the, at the end of the day, it still follows the same principle. Be direct and forthcoming with whatever information or question or concern you may have. Do not waste time. Do not beat around the bush. Be direct. And be clear about how these concerns or questions or or answers or whatever it may be. Be clear about how that might affect you or how that makes you feel or how you think that might affect the other person. And communication is not something that you get good at and you just, you're always good at it from then on out. Communication is something that you will always be able to get better at 
communication is something that you will you will lose your ability to do unless you continue to practice it. So unless you continue trying to practice clean clear, or clear and effective communication, unless you continue to practice that, you will you will regress, you will lose the progress you have made and you will become you you will lose some of your ability to communicate effectively. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. The power behind good communication is is inspiration. The power behind good communication, good, bad, or otherwise, you you can use it. You can use good communication skills for nefarious things. Look at Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was a, was great at communicating. Adolf Hitler was great at communicating. I'm not saying he was a great man, but he 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 could talk. He could connect with people through his words. If he couldn't, then he would have never rose to power in the way he did. Okay. Same thing could be said about Gandhi, though. Gandhi was a great communicator. Gandhi did it with less words and, and more peace, but he was still he was still great at communication. So that's that's a little idea about the power behind effective and clear communication. If you are able to communicate and connect with the person you're speaking to, whether it be a thousand people or one person, if you're able to do that. They will trust you, and if they trust you, they will follow you. So that that's one bit of the power that that communication has. Another bit that that communication has is necessarily getting people to follow you, but getting people to trust you and and want to work with you on things. Okay, for example, significant other. Let's say y'all are struggling. So, you know, every every couple goes through shit, right? We're struggling. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to put one foot in front of the other and keep this relationship going because you don't, obviously you don't, you don't want to get rid of each other for whatever reason. Okay. A, a, a good form of, of, of clear and effective communication will be so beneficial to that situation. It will help so much more than you can imagine. So it could save a, a, a potentially damaged and unrepairable relationship. Communication could could have the power to save that, and and those are just a few examples. Again, just a few examples, but it gives you the idea, it gives you the direction uh, to understand w- what I mean. Now, we were talking about nefarious communication, right? So this kind of goes into that: how to notice someone is trying to manipulate you or lie to you. And, and this kind of goes into this next thing, which, so I'm kind of going to, I'm going to kind of cover both of these together. So, so how to notice how, or how to notice when someone is trying to manipulate you or lie to you. Remember facial expressions, body language, tone, speed, inflection, all these things say so much more than the words coming out of the mouth and will help you understand. So these two kind of go together. So right now, looking at the nefarious side of this, how can you tell if somebody is lying to you or trying to manipulate you? Okay, so if they're if they're trying to do these things, things will change about the way they talk. Things will change about the way they look around while they're talking. The the their their speech patterns will change. So if somebody's lying to you, and well, let, let's start here. If, if you know somebody and you you regularly have conversations with them, and they normally kind of glance off to the left every so often when you're talking and normally they talk at kind of a slower speed and kind of a lower pitch. Well, now all of a sudden, if they're glancing off to the right and they're talking a little bit faster, not much, but a little bit and and their pitch is raised. 
okay, now this this tells you something's going on. Now, this could be that they are just excited about what they're talking to you about, or this could be that they're lying to you right now. And, it, and it's hard to tell, so you, you need to look further into it. You need to look more at their body language. A person who is unsteady is normally giddy, and that's going to indicate the same two things. They're either excited or they're, they're nervous. So if somebody's nervous, that means they're scared. But if the person's facial expressions are not showing fear, then you know they're not afraid. So they're most likely excited. If their facial expressions are showing nothing and they're normally very expressive with their face, you know that they're trying to hide something. If they're showing they're excited and in the, their, their speech pattern is changing this way, okay, you know they're most likely excited. And there's some studies that show that certain directions people look will tell you what side of the brain they're using and then you can determine whether or not they're telling the truth or not. And in, in my experience, I believe this to be mostly true. I believe it to be mostly true, but it is not 100%, I don't think. So if you want to know more about that, you can you can look into it yourself. Uh, you can look into things like neurolinguistic programming or you can look into things like hypnosis and be able to find a little bit of stuff about that. Uh, you know, and then there's this other thing, there's this other thing, and it's a lot more noticeable if you're on the phone and you regularly talk on the phone with this person. So when, when people are lying, but they're not having to hide expressions or anything like that, they tend to be more expressive in the way that they're talking. So when, if you're on the phone and you're used to hearing their voice in a certain way and you notice changes, pay attention, pay attention to it. Normally when people are lying, they're having to think more. So normally a person is going to slow down the way they speak, slow down their, their, their speech rate whenever they're lying. So if you're on the phone with somebody and you hear that their, their speech rate slows down, okay, well now you know something's up. In my experience, I have noticed that a lot of people tend to tighten their lips more when they're lying and pronunciate a little more. So if you notice that subtle change in somebody's voice or the way they speak over the phone, you can kind of infer that, hey... Maybe, maybe everything isn't what it seems right here. And this, it doesn't mean that the person's lying. Okay. And this doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying, but it, it does raise cause for alarm for you to, you to really pay attention to the way they're talking to you. Okay. Another thing is whenever you're on the phone and, and you're talking to somebody and they're normally, they're normally just kind of all over the place they don't ever focus in they're they're kind of spotty in responses because they get distracted really easy you know they have those squirrel moments or adhd brain or whatever when somebody is normally like that and they go from being the that to the exact opposite of that something is wrong you need to pay attention these are just some some little things that you can use and you can start implementing and just start looking for these things. Start looking for the way people talk, people the way people stand, the way they carry themselves, whatever. Whenever they have a conversation with you, start start paying attention to these things, and you'll notice that that very quickly, over time, you'll you'll start to pick up on them naturally. You'll start to notice things automatically, and. It will make it much. It'll make it much easier for you to communicate effectively because here's how you can use this in a good way. Now, here's how, here's how this can be a good thing for you. Okay, um, this kind of goes into the idea of another note I put down here. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to gain trust in a conversation, start to emulate the person you are talking to, and this goes with body language, facial expressions, tone, speed, inflection. All these things. Okay, so if it's somebody that, that you want to build rapport with very quickly, let's say they're standing there and they have their fingers interlocked 
they're they're twirling their thumbs. Okay, we're not going to talk about how normally interlocking your fingers, crossing your arms, looking down, to standing at a slight angle from the person. These are all things that indicate the person is closed off from what you're saying or from communicating with you and uncomfortable with the situation. We're not we're not going to look at those things, but we are going to look at the fact that if you if they're twirling their thumbs and you start twirling their thumbs, they're going to identify that with that that pattern with you without even realizing they've done it. Okay, let's say they're rocking side to side and you start rocking side to side. They're going to identify that pattern with you and think you're like them. And when people think that you are like them, they they trust you more. Because, you know, you trust yourself, obviously, right? So if they think you are like them, that gives them reason to trust you. And it's just basic psychological principles that we learn through interpersonal communications or or studying how people respond in, in more personal conversations or more personal uh, communication type settings. So if you want to, if you want to gain the trust of somebody and mind you, you can manipulate people with this. You can, okay. It's an option because anything that can be used for good when it comes to, to communication can be used for bad. Okay. And while that sucks, there's nothing you can do to change it. So you can use this for harm. You can use this to be a nefarious person. You can use this to be a manipulative, toxic person. I don't recommend it. I don't think it's good. I think it's a shitty thing to do, but it is an option. Okay. So that's one way you can gain the trust of, of the person that you're talking to. Right. Another way is you can start speaking at the same speed that they're speaking. You can start mimicking their tone a little bit. If they use a word a lot like y'all or, you know, or, um, you can use those same words uh, to get their attention rather, or to, to get their trust rather, sorry. And from there, you can build off of that. It just makes it really easy to build rapport rapidly with, with complete strangers. Now, here's, here's one that's very important. Try to understand the other person talking and make them feel like they are being understood. So I, I don't, I'm not going to link anything to it because I don't even know where to really find it. But I, I've been informed by, by a few people that I really trust that uh, some studies have been done. The dogs are outside barking, ruining my recording. I swear. I love these animals, but sometimes. I swear. I, I will be right back. We're going to pause this recording. I shall return. All right. Sorry about that. And I am back. So... <laughs> Starting back with what I was saying. So there was a stu- some studies done talking about how the, I do believe they're talking about, they were referring to married couples who went and sought therapy, who went and sought couple cal- couples counseling to try to save the relationship. And the, the one thing that it all came down to was the other person feeling like they were understood. Right. So making the person that you're trying to communicate with and the person you truly want to communicate with, making them feel as though you understand what they're saying and where they're coming from is vital. It is so important. It really is. And and I'm not a master at communication. I'm not. Some of these things, some of these these things I I struggle with myself, with my wife. Uh, For example, one thing is me and my wife, you know, we've been working crazy hours. I've been in. I've been putting in a hundred plus hours a week between this and working my day job and everything else. And I've been dog shit tired. I ain't going to lie about it. And sometimes when I come home from work, you know, I forget to give her a hug and a kiss when she's here. And I don't notice that I forget. I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to forget. Right. I mean, 
and surely somebody out there can understand this. I, I come home from work and all I'm thinking is, okay, I've got more work. I've got more work. I've got more work, right? And and me being the type of person I am, you know, I, I look at the lives of the, some of the people around me and I, I look at the lives that my parents led and it's like, these people are all working their entire fucking life, busting their ass their entire life. And there's nothing wrong with that. If working a nine to five for 40, 50 years is what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it makes you happy, right? But that's not what's going to make me happy in life. I don't, I don't want to work my ass off for 40 or 50 years, retire at 65, not know who my fucking kids are or anything like that. That's how my relationship kind of was with my dad. Okay. My dad died at 67 years old and, or he may have been 68. I, I, I don't really know. Let's see. 11, 11, 7, 54 to 12, 7, 2021. Somebody do the math on that and let me know. So is, is it possible to, to do that and be happy and feel fulfilled? Yes, absolutely. But for me, that's not an option. That's not an option because I, like I said, my dad was a stranger, stranger to me for the most part. And I don't want my kids to feel that way with me. I want to be the dad that's there in the kitchen with them every night, helping them with homework. I want to be the dad that, that is there to mentor them anytime they need help. I want to be the same dad though, who, if they come to me, Hey dad, can I build a ramp for my bicycle? Yeah. Let me know when you have the, the, the material and I'll show you how to use the tools, whatever. Right. I fully intend on letting my kids do all of that crazy, dumb, stupid stuff I did when I was a kid that, that, that my uncles and, and my dad did when they were kids and, and so on and so forth, because it's important. Let a kid get hurt a little bit. Let a kid be curious and want to build and grow and, and be independent. Fucking feed into that energy, right? Uh, but that, that's the way I want to be. And if I'm working 70 hours a week, 100 hours a week, I can't do that. I can't do that. So right now it's like I've got a mountain in front of me and I need to move it. I can't, I can't go over it because it's going to take too long to go over it. I, I can't go around it because it's going to take too long to go around it. I've got to move it. And, and, uh, somebody pointed out to me, maybe I don't have to move the mountain. Maybe I just have to tunnel through it. Right. So, so that, that is something to think about. And, and I don't really know what to say to that right now. But, but it is, it is kind of food for thought. It gives you a different, different angle to the same problem, right? Different solution, maybe. So make sure that, that your other, that, the, that your partner, whoever you're talking to, whoever you're trying to communicate with feels like they're understood and, and you understand whatever their complaint is, whatever their, their concern is, whatever their question is, whatever their statement is, make sure they feel like you, you actually understand them. But then it's also important to try to, to, to try to explain your point or your position in such a way that they can clearly understand what you're trying to say and, and what your thoughts are or so on. Don't just expect them to know, be willing to ask questions about their point, be willing to push them to ask questions about your point and, and don't, don't beat around the bush about it. Be direct, be straight up, be straightforward with it. Have those conversations, even if you think they're going to be hard, even if you think they're going to be uncomfortable. At the end of the day, it's a conversation. At the end of the day, it's a conversation. And if you can't talk to somebody, then then what what good are you or they in, in each other's lives? I mean, it, it serves no purpose. It's just a drain. 
The next thing I want to talk about is shut up and let other people speak. Get all the information you can in any conversation before you speak so you can do so effectively. So, so for this, this is kind of a big thing. You need to, to read the facial expressions, the body language, notice the tone, speed, the, the tone of the person, the speed at which they're talking, the inflection, all these things of body language. Okay, you need to, to understand what they are saying. You need to truly understand what they are saying. You need to realize or pay attention to whether or not they are trying to manipulate you or lie to you. You need to under, like recognize if they trust you. You need to recognize if you can trust them truly. Okay, you need to you need to do all of these things before you speak. You need to get in as much information as you can before you open your mouth. Because here's the thing, if you do that, if you do that, it gives you the ability to be so much more effective in that situation, in that scenario, than you could have ever been otherwise. Okay, it doesn't matter how much prep or research you did going into that conversation. I don't know, I don't care what the grounds for the conversation are. It doesn't matter how much you do before you go into that conversation. If you're in the middle of that conversation and you are still trying to learn and understand and you are paying attention and focusing to every other part or an aspect of that conversation, it will make your ability to communicate with that people or that group or whatever 10 times more effective because you have more information. That's really what it comes down to. And, and this isn't even the best things that I, that I think I could really say about effective communication. I, I think in 10 years, my ability to communicate will be a hundred thousand fucking times better than it is right now. And I feel like I'm a, I'm a fairly good, effective communicate communicator. But the thing with communication is you always have to keep, you have to continuously grow in it to, to continue to get better at it. And if you're not doing that, you are just getting worse at it. Okay. These are my ideas behind effective communication. You may have some of your own and, and that's fine. These are just the ideas of somebody who has struggled with communication for a large portion of their life and, and worked really hard to improve that aspect of themselves. So, if you have any, if you feel like I missed anything on this list, if you feel like I got anything a little bit wrong on this list, please send in your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Just put communication is key in the subject line and send those suggestions, questions, or statements to the, or to the squad talk podcast at 1776squad.com. That is the email address for our show. And we will be happy to get back with you. We might even touch base with them or touch base with a few of those those statements, questions, or su suggestions in the next episode. But I do believe that is going to do it for me today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do our question of the day. Today's question is going to be, what is some time, or what is one time when you could have communicated better? What is one time when you could have communicated better? Uh, you can send that to our email, the Squad Talk Podcast at 1776squad dot com and we would love to hear those answers because it is important to kind of reflect on those times in communication we fucked up and could have done better that way we learned to do better uh, do not forget that if you want to support the show you can head on over to 1776squad.com and pick yourself up some badass freedom gear link to that will be in the show notes below the episode uh, you can also support the show by sharing, liking, commenting, rating on whatever platform you're listening on. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, 
Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Audible, and I, uh, I feel like there's another one that I'm missing, but that's okay. We're available on basically all the major streaming platforms and then some, I feel like. So share it with your friends if you want to support the show and it doesn't cost you anything to do that, so it's really great. Or if you want, you can become a monthly supporter of the show. Link for that is going to be in the description. Or link for that is going to be in the show notes below this episode. You can become a monthly supporter for as low as ninety-nine cents a month, all the way up to nine dollars and ninety-nine cents a month. And we would really appreciate it if uh, you did one of those things to help support us. We don't care which one. Go with the free option if you ask me. I like to save some money, don't you? But help support the show, help grow the show. That way we can get out there to more people and grow our community and get better, bigger, and stronger, and more badass than ever. But anyways, I do believe that is going to do it for this episode. I don't think I'm missing anything that I wanted to get out there at the end. So, and if I am, well, fuck it. Too late now. But anyways, thank you so much for listening today, everybody. And I will talk to all of you in the next episode. Y'all have a great one.